0: Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions shape our identity and our lives. I'm your host, Pam Schaefer, and our producer is Laura Studeris. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. If you like what you hear, you can head over to our Patreon to support us directly and get transcripts of all of our episodes. Or you can come hang out with us on your favorite social media platforms, where we can be found under WNB the podcast. Well welcome to Why Not Both. It is lovely to have you here. Um, How would you like to introduce yourself to everybody?
1: My name is Jeffrey Leiser. Um, I'm a composer and now I could say I'm a filmmaker.
0: (laughs) (gasps) Very big big excite. Yeah. So I am so curious. Tell me all about how you ended up with the second part of that multi-hyphenate.
1: Sure. Um I've basically been doing music in some form for about 20 years, which is weird to say, and it sounds like it'd be wrong, but I was in high school when I started, you know, composing music with the sequencer, and Mm -hmm. now I'm in my late 30s, so somehow I can say 20 years, which is what old people say, but I'm old now, so.
0: Yay! (laughs) So, yeah. Yay, I'm old. Um, Fellow old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I like it. It's fun. I know more about myself. So that's probably what my 30s has done <laughs> yes. in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I've been composing music my whole life and also writing poetry, but those two things were always separate. Um, I love writing, but music is my main passion and um, started with like electronic music since and all that. Um, my brother is a filmmaker. He's an animator, studied animation he's directed films and we've been collaborating forever like on Aww. independent films like underground films some films that have gotten some theatrical play in press um but they're like these hybrid animation live action films oh, so wow. yeah they're really interesting they're like stop motion animation claymation um started with short films but then he sort of made these hybrid feature-length films and so it was fun to collaborate on those with him, like not only the music but sound design. Um, and yeah, that, actually, sound design can be really fun. Um, I studied that instead of music when mm. I was in L. I'm from California. I was in L.A. I went to the school for like just for sound editing because I knew like kind of what my sound was musically, but I wanted to learn the technical side of it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm. I mean, I learned so much. From, like these teachers who are, a lot of them work on these really big films but it it's cool to when they break it down and they like tell you what they've done on them and like how many artisans they have on the sound team and things that most people would never hear but like one guy who does like car explosion sounds and yes. like one person you know it's like that's his job is like to do that kind of stuff like it's called like hard sound effects whereas like yes. soft sound effects is like yeah more subtle things environments and then there'll be like a dialogue editor. And so like that was pretty cool because I think I've always been creative, but I've also needed to nurture this like intellectual, if you want to call it that side of me that wants to like take things apart and like research things and really get into that side of my brain. And that kind of helps me do that and learn computers in a way that I could actually get more creative because I knew how to tweak things and plugins and, you know, how to use them a little better. Um, yeah. So, that's that's kind of my been my journey until I got into like doing my own projects which was hard because I'm like a younger sibling I'm used to being in the background uh like I let my brother do all that stuff but yes. um I needed to like at some point kind of launch into my own projects and um that involved strangely like going into the hardcore classical whereas like I was more brought up on you know synths and that kind of hybrid things you can yeah. call it like yeah like atmospheric music but kind of on the edge of neoclassical but then i was like all right i've been doing this for so long in my mind i want to give myself a really hard challenge and that would be to like write something for orchestra mm-hmm. so fast forward to like finally in 2015 through like a lot of amazing circumstances i was able to record uh, a symphony i wrote like a full-length four-part symphony <laughs> and wow. that was a really interesting experience like I, it it um it was just recorded. It hasn't been premiered because COVID actually like totally messed up the premiere. Uh, it was gonna happen like March yeah. 2020. Um, oh. It's like one of the it was like one of the first things to be canceled. Um, so oh. I'm still in talk in talks with the conductor to like hopefully get that rolling and at some point. But um, but that that to say like the the recording experience was amazing, and I was like, well, okay, I've done it. Like it took years, obviously. Like it was a huge feet to like actually get the score finished and all that um and i worked with a couple orchestrators to like make sure i was not gonna mess it up um because it was intimidating to like actually like have these orchestral players come in the room and like record um yeah but it went well yeah and i i released that and was like okay what do i do now and that leads into like the second part of what i do and what i hope to continue doing is not only music but like producing this film and it's it's an opera but it's sort of like modern um in the storytelling it's not so much like exposition like really long arias it's more like story driven and character driven Mm -hmm. so i think like people who like film and film music would kind of like this would be like a crossover into opera you know Mm -hmm. like like not quite a musical but a little bit more like narrative um Mm -hmm so in that journey like i don't know if you want me to launch into that story but like yeah i mean that's been like the last several years um it 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 actually stemmed from this trip i took a long time ago to iceland with my brother and i saw you've had like icelandic guests so it's like yeah obviously that's a little intimidating but um but but, i mean it's um yeah i mean the pronunciations are very hard sometimes. but That's I true. went there. I went there 2003, so it's been almost 20 years, which is crazy. Um, I was like, I was like 19 or I forgot how old I was. Um, I was not old enough to drink on the plane. <laughs> 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 although, I, although I sent, although the stewardess was like, "Would you like some Brinevik or whatever?" And I was like, "Sure." And I was like, "Oh, this is liquor."
0: <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> like, like, wait, <laughs> is that the is that like the schnapps that they have? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So it was fun. <laughs> Um so yeah, I went there. I went there and I I wasn't like planning on doing anything. I mean, that was just a trip I took with my brother. It was a really foundational trip. We were like going through some grief and like we Mm. both decided to get out of the country. I'd never left the country before. Um, and that was my first like experience outside of the US, which is a really wild place to like to go before you even go to like London or Paris. Like you're like, okay, I'm on a volcanic island. (laughs) This is amazing. But is this the way the rest of the world
0: That's of all places to go as the first place outside the U.S. Like I, I advocate that everyone go to Iceland just in general because I love it. But it feels like it's another planet.
1: Absolutely. Like, and so yeah. I can't
0: imagine that being the first place. And you're like, is this, is this everywhere else? <laughs> like... Yeah. And, it was,
1: and because it's so magical, I'm like, oh, um, do, is, is, am I gonna see like elves or like like really like I really thought we were gonna see. It was so amazing like the yeah that yeah like and I I saw that you've been because you were interviewing for Arnold's and uh yeah so you know what it feels like
0: <laughs> yes it it how do I describe it even like I sound like such like a fangirl anytime I talk about Iceland because I'm just like no it really <laughs> is like and I felt very at home there I felt very like like ah yes this is this is a place for a pam but it feels also <laughs> very like it does feel a bit supernatural. And I like that about it. Like it does not feel of the rest of the experience of the world. And I'm like, I like this about this place.
1: (laughs) I know. And you know, I I finally went to Norway this year. And it was beautiful in its own different way. Because I I still felt like I wanted to connect with my mom said the family is like Norwegian Mm. heritage. And so Even though Iceland was like my first experience to be like, I mean, some people say it's not Scandinavia, but it's basically like Scandinavia. Um, I wanted to like kind of go to like the hometown of where my mom, my parents ancestors lived
0: in Bergen in the
1: West. And like that was really cool. But it was so different. Like Norway almost felt more like like being in California in the woods than Iceland felt like, you know, like because it's not volcanic. It's it's more like just beautiful. Like, I mean, it's gorgeous, like pine trees and and, you know different environment like there are glaciers there but um just a different type of trip so it just calls to mind like how how special Iceland really is though um but um all that to say like when I went on that trip I was I didn't know anything about the sagas or the, the mythology or anything until I I came back and I read like I really wanted to know like what what this was all about so I picked up this compilation of the sagas
0: Hmm. And I love
1: them. Like I thought they were really interesting stories, but uh, I just moved on with my life until I finished the, like now I'm fast forwarding or I'm, yeah, I'm going ahead to, to the symphony. After I finished the symphony, I was like, well, what about like the, what inspires me like as an artist? Hmm. And one of those things was Scandinavian and medieval history because throughout hmm. the years I've sort of re- kept reading books and getting interested. So, I thought, well, after the symphony, what else is there? There's opera, which is, like, the hardest thing I could possibly imagine doing, so I should do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, I was like, if I fail, then I'll fail spectacularly. Like, cause, um, And I won't fail because I know I'll finish it. Like, I know I complete everything I start, uh, but whatever happens or doesn't happen with it, this will be a really cool adventure that I can take. And um, as I read the sagas again, I... I realized I wanted to base it on more of like a sh- very short account that I could embellish because mm. I just can't, I just like, as an American as well, like I wanted to have a conversation with like what I felt in in that history and mm-hmm. try to be mm-hmm. faithful to it. But it's so hard as an artist because I research things ama- like really deeply, but then I have to go back into f- the fiction world, yeah. you know? Um. So, so that's why I based it on the Vinland sagas of, like these really short accounts of these merchants and Vikings who tried to make like landfall in, you know, present day North America uh, and like adventure. And, um, but it wasn't quite enough. So I had to really dig into the the characters like on this expedition that they took. And these two Viking women were like, kind of like polar opposites. And I was like, well, that's opera. I have like my dramatic sopranos. Yes. Because I have like, and I, and I, and I play with it because, at, on the outset, there's these two women and one of them might seem like light and one of them might seem dark, but like, then I just flip it in like the act two. And so I feel like the contrast is what interested me in the story. So like there's, there's this woman, Fredis, and this woman, Gudrid, and they're like, they're kind of polar opposites, but they kind of through many experiences in the story, they come to a place of understanding, but mm-hmm. not without conflict. And mm. so I just went for it. I, I, I wrote the music, I wrote the libretto text and, and it finally I got it recorded and that was a whole wow. journey in itself. But yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I like all the twists and turns here. Um, I also <laughs> like what you said that you're like, I finish projects that I start like regardless of what happens, like, and I really, mm-hmm. I admire that because oftentimes I will do my very best to do that. I actually can't think of something that I haven't technically finished, but it's like Hmm. at what state is it like finished and what happens to it afterwards where, I don't know if you have this, but sometimes I'll have projects where I'll almost like not forget that I did them, but almost rediscover them and then figure out what to like do with the finished thing. Because I'll get so excited about the process of the doing that by the time it's done, I'm excited about the process of another doing
1: yeah yeah no that makes total sense to me i mean you're really like thinking i i see this like you're thinking with your hands i'm i'm most creative when i'm when i'm literally just feeling my way through things um like i don't know why i didn't study like something like jazz and maybe it's because like at at the end of the day tonally just i like i like the classical film music tradition Mm -hmm. but i when i'm composing it's all improvisation like i'm not visiting things or like listening to things I'm sort of like oh what's next I'm just gonna play like and think with my hands and and things happen and a lot of it is edited late out later but the the raw material is just so like that's what's fun to me is just that day in day out when you're really excited about something and you can't wait to do it so and yeah I mean like when I'm enjoying music I hope that that's when the best music comes out and when I put pressure on myself that's when I like don't do good music yeah. because it's not—it's coming from an external force, and that's never good. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm curious how that—that that sense of like thinking with your hands interacted with like the specific music forms that you chose, though, because like opera is a very specific form.
1: Mm, um,
0: mm. what was it like, kind of working within those bounds?
1: Yeah, I—it was a—it was a real challenge to to write vocal music because I felt like I was just. St- subbing like the voice like the piano was the voice Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the my only way i could figure it out so when i within the confines of opera and like yeah the voice i i played piano for every part but i didn't have words for anything i just played Mm. the melody knowing that i that would be a voice and 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 that was my songwriting technique so when i finished composing the music i had a piano track on top of everything else with like the actual syllables, and then mm. then I wrote wrote from that. Then I actually put words to the syllables wow. that would be there. So yeah, it was a real. I, I think maybe it's like backwards. I know some people write songs that way, but um, that was actually easier for me to like finish the melodies and then think how mm-hmm. can I fit. Um, I wrote the whole text within the alliterative poetry, mm-hmm. so. Um, it was actually not that difficult for me to think of like what that line would be as yeah. a melody. So even though it's opera and it was a little intimidating because I didn't come from that background, mm-hmm. I just sort of saw it as just an extended, you know, another instrument that I could that mm-hmm. I could use. Um, and the hard part technically was when I when I finished my draft, which was all like a virtual instrument draft. Um, I collaborate with this orchestrator who really understands. Like live music and and instruments, so we went through the whole thing and like figured out what if it made sense. Yeah, and we yeah. Re, we kind of rewrote on the fly. Like during COVID, we like did virtual sessions in Sibelius, the notation program, mm-hmm. and we would just be like, okay, sh- should they go up there? That's a little too high, or that's a little too low. I'm like, yeah, 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 let's um rework it. So it was a collaborative process on the back end because I had a whole draft, but then. I just needed to have like a book editor. I needed a book yeah. editor for my project <laughs> and I made it a lot better. Yes. So yeah. That's how, that's how I sort of stumbled my way through that.
0: <laughs> and how did that then turn into the film? Like the next evolution. Yeah. I feel like we're talking about like the Pokemon of the project. I was like, so the next I evolution. <laughs> like... I
1: know, I know it, it's, it's such a journey. I, I basically got, I got, so I had a job for like six years and film it was a. Uh, it was actually the criterion collection they, they restoring films and like qc like w- making sure everything's good before they print their blu-rays dvds like back mm-hmm. when that i mean i guess people still buy discs but that was still like in pretty strong i think. Uh, form yeah and and then they started the streaming channel later but um i was working this kind of comfortable job i did the same thing for like literally like six years which was nice because i could sort of like say this is work and this is home but then i i knew that i couldn't when once i realized i wanted to tell the story i knew that i would need like at least a half year to do it full time yeah so i was applying for these grants these little grants from scandinavian foundations and i got like three different grants that helped me research it and go back to iceland a few times yeah Um, and then i got a like a short lab residency at the guild hall it's out in east hampton long island Mm -hmm. Um, and so they gave me like the space in the facility, everything like, uh, sound engineers to put on a concert. So I, so I ended up hiring some singers I knew and that my friend Andres, who's the orchestrator knew, and we put on like an hour long concert of Hmm. selected scenes from the opera. And that's all, that's all that was in score form anyway. And that was 2018. So we had a good concert. But after that, I shopped it around to opera companies. And being like a film composer person, they didn't really bite on it. And right. it also is just like different. And so I went to like St. Louis at like an opera conference. I tried to like pitch it and it felt so unnatural. But I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to put this on. And, you know, understandably, it was difficult. And I didn't, I didn't really find the outlet. I had a few like close companies that are like, yeah, we'll consider it. And so I'm not used to things like not finishing like we were saying. Yeah. And I've, I felt like, well, this is just going to hang in the air. I need to like notate the rest of the opera. I need to put it on. And the only way I know how is to make, I mean, I didn't quite know how, but like is to make an, a film because mm. I've, you know, I've been doing filmmaking with my brother. So basically it was a perfect like COVID story where yes. in the pandemic, um, I, my wife and I came, went out to California and we were at her in-law's house for a long time and I, and then I started getting like unemployment checks cuz my um well at this point I've been doing like editing for ad agencies mm-hmm. and the ad agencies were like not hiring contract freelancers at all. So yeah. I was like if I'm getting if I'm going to get these checks anyway and I'm living rent free, I should just fund my movie. <laughs> You're like I should and make some stuff. I know. Yeah, so I was like when am I going to have a stream of income like this again? Yeah. And I I put some of my own money into it, but a lot of it was like that that sort of nine to 12 month period where uh i could just literally single-handedly like i didn't because the stuff with my brother is very arty it's not so much like actual contracts actual actor stuff you know i wanted to do it right like llc everything really protect myself and and the people i'm working with like workers comp and like it's just so many elements i'm like well how do i do this so i so i did all that i had the time and space to do it and And so I self-produced the film and uh, scheduled the recording and then the the filming, which was like mostly in a green screen sort of studio, Mm -hmm. but we got to shoot in ice in a little bit because I I had to have some live elements. Yeah. So so yeah, it was just a race the whole 2020 to get the score done in time and work with some amazing, like the two leading uh, uh, women who actors in my film are like really legit people and like i i was so thankful they could schedule their recording and the filming because they didn't have any other jobs during like the lockdown yeah so so like they're touring all the time and i'm like can you do this you know like week with me and they said yes so i was like all right i'm doing it (laughs) it was so cool it was just so cool how everything i was so blessed like how that all came together
0: (laughs) i was gonna say like all of the pieces fell into place in like it's been so fascinating talking to people over the last few years about that, that it's like things have both like fallen apart, but also like yeah. fallen together. I'm like, I don't yeah, know. We yeah. were like, so this thing happened that seems like very bad, but it actually precipitated in something way better than I would have anticipated. <laughs> like,
1: I know it is. So and like, it's so hard to say that without min- try- not minimizing like all the people who really like, crappy year like or two yeah. years and and you know it's not without difficulty but i i sort of did as my own survival mechanism because when my symphony concert got canceled i also had an opportunity to like pitch this opera to like um kind of like an, a luxury cruise line and that fell through right before covid oh and thank it's good god that it did because the, you would have been stuck on I cruise. Know the cruise so. <laughs> <laughs> i was so depressed though like i was like this is like i'm trying so hard to get this thing in some form and and then my concert got canceled that my coping mechanism was just to like say well i'm gonna okay i'm gonna adapt it you know i'll do it myself yeah and thankful thankful for the opportunity honestly like it was a privilege to to work on it again and have the time and space to do that so um, the film has been a post-production for a long time because I would never do a green screen type thing again it's way too hard like that's very I, I'm not, difficult yeah the visual effects aspect um I'm not doing it but the the DP who shot it is been working on that but I have to work around his busy schedule so that's why the film has taken so long to to get to the end we're like 90% done so I'm like about to enter film festivals so close. yeah, yeah i so close oh my gosh so it's like yeah so yeah it was a real challenge and um it was right before I have two kids now like two little ones oh. so I I, I was pre- under pressure to finish that before things got crazy <laughs> and I, it, yes. you know. <laughs> so yeah
0: I feel like was... <laughs> you just narrated a few things and I'm like one you decided that your coping mechanism would be producing a film and I'm like ambitious I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. I just imagined I do this to myself sometimes in projects where it's like, I will start and like almost like jump myself into a project before really understanding necessarily how
1: mm-hmm.
0: arduous that might be or all the steps. It's like, my I just hop on that enthusiasm train. And then I'm just like, wait, <laughs> what am I doing? I <laughs> how do I do any of this? <laughs> like... Oh, man, I know so hearing about you producing a film i'm like oh my god like i i appreciate this on a visceral level
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy i (gasps) i literally was just you just have to pretend like you know you're doing and then things happen and the problems come up and then they get solved and yeah that's (laughs) that's pretty (laughs) i don't know
0: pretty much my philosophy in life is just like just pretend you know what you're doing and eventually you will.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> like... That's so true though. And with <gasps> nice people who understand like everyone was so just into the fact they could do something creative in 2020 even though it's yeah. at the end of the year. Um but of course like I was pretty it was a real risk, risk taking venture because like the studio we had these partitions we made so everyone I wanted everyone to feel safe but it was yeah. like still in the kind of I mean it was crazy in winter yeah. in new york this is new york city oh like my goodness winter. so tensions were pretty high and like i basically was like if anyone has want to feels uncomfortable in any way like just let me know and we'll you know we'll, we'll just uh you don't have to work on it yeah and everyone was like no we want to do something creative and i'm like all right well let's all like you know test and like make sure we're good and then go Go for it, and yeah. Thank- thankfully, no one in the recording or the, or the filming got no one got sick, and I was like, "Oh, so because I couldn't afford for anyone to get sick." Everyone like, potted correctly. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> oh, man, it's, cr- it's 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 a trip to look back on that, um, oh, and yeah, God. hopefully it won't happen again. But at the time, it felt like this is who knows like how long this will go. Um, so yeah, that that's basically where we're at now is. Um, like so many years poured into one thing that, um, it's hard to almost like work on smaller things. Like I want to though, like I want to, to work on short projects, easier Mm -hmm. projects, but once you get bit by that bug, it's like, oh man, I, I, I don't know. I dream too big and I don't have the money, but you know, I, I. That's just kind of what I do.
0: I was just like, I was like, go for it. It's more of a pretend you know what you're doing, and until you know what yeah. you're doing, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you also did start a very large endeavor, which is uh, making two humans. Like making I humans know. is quite time and energy intensive. Um, yeah,
1: it feels like three operas, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of days. <gasps>
0: Oh it's gosh. like
1: whether you like it or not in the morning because um they're they're really young they're like one and the other one just turned three uh, are, oh my, my goodness. daughter and they're not she's not quite in school yet so um my wife's and it's great like she loves she she's a fashion designer my wife uh lindy and she's also teaching at the sewing center here and like Aww. teaching a, a course on, a, on for a college online um well it's like a real course she made but it's in it's in california so it's like virtual <laughs> yeah right now yes. so i'm like it's we always have been switching off though throughout the years in our creative projects like you know if one person works the other person's doing something creative we try to support each other and yes. in this and with the toddlers at home like i don't mind staying at home a lot of days so she can like pursue her career and feel like she's like creative and like you know moving forward and that yeah. so it is kind of cool like we've had this dance of like when I finished the film, I'm like, all right, now, like, you know, I want you to, you know, she was going to launch her line, but that was another sort of COVID delayed thing oh. uh, and kid delayed thing, <laughs> which yeah. will happen in the future. Um, so yeah, we we we've always really like had that relationship together. Of, like, we're both creative, you know. Let's give each other space to like realize our dreams, um, and not feel like one person is just like I can't do it, you know. Yeah. So so yeah, and it's fun. I mean, it's hard, but it's fun. It's like a new season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: season of parenthood yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i'm so glad you talk about kind of you know like trading off to allow your partner to to do their thing because especially Mm. like there's so many i talk to a lot of people where there are a lot of narratives in our culture of like people always ask like female artists musicians etc like oh what about like how do you balance this with parenthood but like people don't ask that usually of like the male partner and i'm just like yeah yeah I, I, that always confused me. I'm just like, it, are they not parents too? Like, do we uh, yeah, just right, expect right. them to drop in as a babysitter? Like, what is happening here?
1: <laughs> like- so true. I know. I feel like in our generation, like things are changing. Like, I, one of my best friend is like a daddy at home and his wife like has this awesome job. She's like killing it. And, you know, he doesn't mind either. So it's like, I, I feel like, and maybe it's just here and like, or maybe like just certain cities but I, yeah, I feel like that it for, it's good. Like it's changing the, like, you know, fathers can be there as well, you know, and like be emotionally available, not just like off somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, making money, but like, you know, support, uh, uh, that's important too. It's like supporting the family, but I feel like there's more space. There's more jobs now. There's more vocations that allow for that. Um, yes. And yeah, I mean, like the two companies I freelance for the most are all female led companies as well. And like, like from the top, like CEO, president. So like, yeah, nice. it's definitely, definitely like, de- yeah, things are changing for that.
0: Yeah, especially like with creative expression, because you do need time to just like, you know, be a person away from other people to kind of let all those ideas cogitate. Like you said, like, you know, mm. when you were like, okay, how am I going to cope with this? It seems like all those pieces kind of were like, you know, clacking into place, but they don't clack into place if you're being constantly occupied and, and small humans will occupy you every second. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: man. I know. <sighs> yes.
0: Yes. I'll yeah. never forget. It was a uh, my my best friend from high school. Um, she has a four year old and her husband is a music producer and she does like creative uh, like product design and things like that. And it was really funny because before their son was born, he's like, oh, well, he can hang out with me in the studio, you know, like my baby friend. And I was like, have you met babies?
1: (laughs) There are a lot, especially like a four year old, like running around, like screaming.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God, though. He has made some pretty great collaborations with his four year old. He has a wonderful single out about peanut butter currently. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes.
1: I can't wait to do that okay, <gasps> to, like, incorporate incorporate them into creative things oh yeah are, like like because we have a boy and a girl and they're both like already so musical like singing and like they get it and like okay <laughs> yeah
0: oh yeah oh yeah like we don't even know like dear kids do stuff where like you don't even know where like they might have seen something like that before especially because like mm-hmm. I think about it sometimes that like I'm like oh my god like half his life was spent in like lockdown like the last I activity I did in twenty twenty was go to my friend's son's second birthday. Like huh. that was my last big festivity. And so mm-hmm. like I think about that sometimes where I'm like, where did he pick this up? Where he was a he sang happy birthday to his cousin. So she was like yeah. filming him. And he yeah. totally is like playing his little guitar and does this like rock and roll knee slide out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> I and know. They... There's certain things I'm surprised by, like, where are they? Yes. What... Yeah, I mean she goes to this like art painting sort of dance thing, uh like in the like for a few hours a day. And sometimes she'll just start like singing a song. I'm like, I didn't you don't do you, you know that? Like yeah. and I'm like, Oh, she must have learned it there or like something she picked up from another kid.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're just like, Oh my god, you're like tiny little sponges of the world. How did this happen? I know. <laughs> like- <laughs> I know.
1: It also, like, exposes, like, certain things in me or I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah, I got to, like, watch out what I say or do or, you know. Oh, my it's God, like, yes. They're just, they're just watching me.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and kids can be phenomenal for, like, I was thinking about this, like, for the creative process, but like you said, for self-reflection, because kids are going to pick up on stuff that, like, you either uh, don't want other people to see, maybe, or that you have been trying right. to ignore. <laughs> like... yeah. Oh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, because like you have your public face and you're like home life. You're like, OK, like you know, I just like I'm so relaxed at home, you know, like uh, I'm more aware. Yeah, I'm more aware. <laughs>
0: sort yes, <of> yes. <laughs> they are fun for creative processes. Like last I was over, he really likes I have like a lot of hair um, mm-hmm. and his family, <laughs> uh, his mom is Japanese, his dad has a shaved head um and so i am very exotic to him so he even as a very small baby really liked my hair and every yeah. time i go over uh-huh. he does something different with it like last time he thread a pretzel through it so like mm. that was like my hair tie was a pretzel that day it's one of those things where like hanging out with him i'm just like this is a really great thing for my creative process because mm. i wouldn't have thought of doing that that would have zero yeah. percent entered my mind
1: <laughs> there's, a, there's like, a pl- there's, there's like a, such a simple playfulness that reminds me of Actually it takes me back to like the way I for most of my life like created was only for just f- like the fulfillment of them of doing it yeah. and not like what I could do after. It was just like, oh, that was an amazing like thing I went into for three hours. Um that that was I'd love, you know. Um it's different each time and I learned something that all like every chord I'd stumble upon. I'm like, that's new. I haven't I haven't played that before. It was such a cool like creative evolution sort of thing because as a person who's more like self-taught from the beginning um i was able to like make the like my orchestrator was like there's a certain few times where he's like that's an odd chord progression i'm like i don't know i just (laughs) did it yeah but i like it i like it we can use that like let's use that in this way and it'll be fresh you know because yeah I i was organic process to stumble upon it that way um, and there aren't any mistakes. like at the end of the day, like it's just it's just there's interesting things you can do, like yes. like happy accidents that happen and and like, yeah, unless it's live, I guess, but even then it's like it's its own thing.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say like it's very humanizing when someone does something live that like it's not even necessarily a mistake, but when something happens that you can tell also surprises the performer. Yeah, yeah and you're yeah. like oh yeah. yeah okay we're in this together <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah
1: that, that's fun because we that's what's so cool about I, I I think for me like the idea of live performance was really interesting after doing fi- like film independent film for so long and that was another reason why I wanted to do like a concert music because I missed I missed that I missed yeah I mean I mean I hadn't done it myself quite that way but I longed for connection with real people in a space. And the little times, like that hour long concert, I really loved uh, just like, even just answering questions after like, people are like, oh, you know, like this reminded me of such and such, or, you know, I was, I was touched or that spoke to me. Mm. Um, and film, you can't quite do that, except by, I guess like, at a Q and A. But the actual like performance of it, you don't have. So this is sort of both like opera is a performative art. Filmmaking is powerful in itself. It's a visual form. And so those are like two things I thought would be cool, like very fulfilling to do. Yes, um, so, yeah.
0: yes. And I yeah, so
1: that. I hope there are more to come in that. But classical is sort of like a high wall there. It is very insulated. Um, and I love the people I work with. Like, um, But yeah, the institution of it is a little bit more I mean there's cool modern stuff happening uh but but it's a little bit more like academia I'd say yeah. like this kind of coming like coming out of that whereas like filmmaking like anyone with a vision can do it and connect with people and so at the end of the day that that's probably probably what I'll, what I'll pursue a little bit more is just because I, I, it's a cool art form and I love it so much <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, in a way, it merges what you were talking about of that kind of organic knowing and exploration mm. mixed with what you chose to study, like that you chose to study sound design. Um, right. That it's almost like when you combine both of those elements, it's not that you like mm. throw one out the window when you're doing the other. Mm. Um, mm. It's like the combination of the two.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that's why your show is cool, because just from a few episodes, like the guests, like doing something unexpected or merging, merging two passions uh, is like some, yeah, why not? I mean, if you have like another interest, just pursue that, you know, as well. Like you don't have to, you don't have to box yourself in too much.
0: Yeah. And usually those passions kind of like fuel each other or inform each other in a way. Like that's what Mm -hmm. I've discovered doing this is that like, generally there's like an underlying passion or like curiosity, But it's usually Mm. like when you combine those multiple things that that's when you get like some sort of cool alchemy. Whereas if you're monofocused, it's like, okay, like say if you just stayed in like the sound design lane, you'd be like, cool, okay, I could be. It's so funny, my brain was just like, Oh my God, there's so many niches probably. Like I was just like like the people who did the sound design like for Stranger Things. I was just like, there's gotta oh, yeah. be someone out there that just oh, makes like gosh. squelching sounds. That's their thing. I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah, and I, I have such an appreciation <laughs> for shows like that that are like, and like having studied sound design, like I get a sense of like how much is there and how much work that was and, and like the artistry on top yeah. of it. It's It's really, really cool. Like the grandfather clock. Like it's so haunting. It's it's horrifying, but like in the greatest way, because you just feel it.
0: Yes, and the way that like it tied into the like psychology of it too, because like Mm. thinking about that was the sound that came to mind after the squelching sounds. But it's like, I was thinking Uh about how that sound like, evolved based on where and I don't want to spoil it just in case people haven't watched it I don't know by now right. people probably right. have watched it but like right. just how it tied into like the different characters journeys what the clock mm. sounded like a different for each character
1: true yeah and
0: like the subtlety of it I was like oh that was so cool
1: yeah yes there's sound design is so creative I, I mean it can really yeah it can really be at the level of music when it's utilized that way like you can tell a story sometimes like in a show like that like with not having music and just having sound design, or vice versa is is more powerful yeah yeah and of course they have great music choices too but yeah um yeah that's that's nice to see
0: (laughs) yeah well and I love that like you're on this path now of like okay I did this one big thing I'm seeing this big thing through, but this inspires me to do more instead of like, okay, I did the big thing. Like, let's play it safe. You're just like, okay, so what's next on the horizon? <laughs> like... Yeah, I know. Yeah, really.
1: I know. I'm, I have so many, yeah, ideas and visions for projects. And of course this is a really kind of, kind of, uh, you know, I have a lot of fatigue in this season, but I know that that won't last forever. And right. and am I really do have like a lot of pent up creative energy i can't wait to explore and obviously challenge myself um and that doesn't have to be an epic project it could be something more simple but as long as i feel like interested and motivated and challenged it'll be good for me you know as in my artist journey as i'm sure you know because i because i did um i saw that you do music as well so yes um, how has how's that worked for you like with you know like you're obviously combining things
0: (laughs) I'm always striving to learn more and do something different than I did before like Mm -hmm. it's almost like that's what drives me to make more music because I I feel like if I was satisfied completely with the music that I made I wouldn't make another piece of music I wouldn't have that curiosity
1: yeah yeah but it's like it's
0: Yeah, it's like, it's not a dissatisfaction. It's not like I sit here being like, I hate my music. Mm -hmm. If anything, I was collating Mm -hmm. it actually because I'm meeting with someone later this week to go over my catalog. But it's like Mm -hmm. in the collation, there were a few things that I was like, huh, I forgot I even did that. That was pretty good. (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) So it's like, I'm like, okay. Like, it's not that I dislike it. In fact, I really appreciate what I made. But I always am like, each time I'm writing something or I'm recording something or I'm producing something out, it's like, I... I'm always like wanting to tangle, a uh, detangle like what's in my head and get it out into the world. And I wanna learn more ways to do that. And I wanna mm-hmm. try something else each time I yeah. make something. Yeah, um, that's so important. Yeah. And like that Great. to me is the exciting part. I, I sometimes like you mentioned the what happens afterwards, that's the part that sometimes I I forget about and need to be encouraged to be like, Hey, like, you know all that stuff you made? Maybe show it to people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 I'm like, oh, yeah, that part that's what leads to me then like being able to like score movies and license my stuff is the showing people the stuff that's a key, yeah, that is a key element yeah, <laughs> like-
1: i felt I felt like it was probably kind of naive to do, but like I way back, I threw up like everything I'd done, even my really early things on to spotify like yeah this, and i i think it went up in like 2009 or 10 but it was like old there's some stuff from like the year 2003 or something <laughs> and sometimes i'm like embarrassed like it's on there but it it's for me it's sort of like just part all part of the same journey and the same story of like the formation like sure those things sure i've learned a lot since then but there was some there's some purity in that that yeah. i can't quite even like, I don't know if I could capture again because it was so innocent, like in not only in just the music itself, but like my mentality when I made it of, yeah. of, of like, this is just pure exploration of yeah. sounds and like things that were interesting at the time. So it's like a time capsule now. And I'm like, and I don't have much of a Spotify following at all. But when I go on there, like rarely, but like, I'll say like, what, what, what is that like super old thing I did? Like I, I'm like, oh, I, I like you said, like, I don't remember doing that um but that's kind of cool like maybe i should you know incorporate that into something larger that i'm working on
0: Yeah. so yeah there's
1: no role there's no rules really it's like yeah. just my own journey
0: <laughs> well that's the strange thing is i'll find myself almost like returning back to like i have just little snippets of melodic ideas or little lines here or there or whatever and it's like you know for the most part if i sit down like it's because i have an idea or like i've been meditating and i hear something and it's like i all want to like record it but sometimes i'll be like oh i have time to spend in my music cave what do i want to yeah. do and so i'll kind of like pillage like my old like notebooks and voice notes and things mm-hmm. like that and be like yeah. okay where are my little like trailheads that i left for myself for ideas <laughs> Like,
1: that's a cool term trailhead that's a really cool term yeah i like that thank you yeah like little markers like on the way yeah yes
0: Yes, and That's you're cool. like, does this lead somewhere interesting? Does it lead to a bottomless pit? Unsure, but I'm going to check it out. <laughs> like... Something's,
1: something's got to lead to a bottomless pit.
0: <laughs> exactly. Is it this lyrical idea? <laughs> like...
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because cool. especially I feel like when you were talking about like sound design and things like that, there are so many different ways to be a musician and to show up as a musician that like, mm-hmm. I feel like people... I'm so glad to like be talking to more artists for this podcast specifically because people have like almost a monolithic idea of a musician as like a person who maybe like plays live shows and tours and like makes a certain kind of thing when it's Mm -hmm. like I consider like what you do like musicianship as well like sound design I consider musicianship yeah Um, yeah
1: yeah yeah actually I have a really impossibly hard project I've been wanting to do for years that's only sound design but it's like formation of set of music and movements from just the sound effects and i had that idea because i did so much like uh sound design for my brother's animation like so many hundreds and hundreds of sound effects that it was starting to take on like its own character without music like accompaniment and so i have this like vision for something i don't even know if i can do but it's on my list of like the top things i want to do It could take like 10 years, (laughs) Yes. but if I can pull it off, it would, I think it would be something really unique um, and interesting for me, even though it'd be a lot more technical in terms of like putting the hundreds of sound effects together. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but all that to say, I feel like there's something there. Like I could explore, like talking about giving yourself, I mean, when I, when I mentioned like giving myself impossible tasks, like this actually feels impossible. So maybe I should do it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, so yeah, that that's one of my big things. Like, I don't know if that's my next thing or what, but sound design is so cool. Like, and yeah, that's one of my like multiple passions coming together was was just the fact that I could because he animates really surreal, spiritual landscapes, like really Mm. trippy and like really original feeling environments. And so there's no sound because it's animation, yeah. And there's not even really an indicator of like what things should sound like within that. So when I'm searching for sound effects, I just I, I search odd things to try to find sounds that might work. And when they do, I'm like, oh, that's that's a trip! Like yes. I can't believe this sound of like this pigeon's wing matches like what's going on on screen. So yes, it could be it could be fun.
0: <laughs> I love hearing about your collaborations with your brother too. Like that's that's really yeah, special. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I I know there's like a lot of like sibling team or maybe like some sibling teams out there, but. It was really natural how it all fell into play with him primarily being like the visual artists and mm-hmm. me doing music. And the symbiosis there was really strong. Like he would come listen to music, get inspired to do animation. He mm-hmm. would give me animation, I'd do music to it. Um, and it's always been so complimentary. Um and we and we got so close, we almost felt like the twin energy thing. We're like, okay, yeah. I know what you're thinking you know like it's almost like your nervous systems like combine or some weird thing yeah you start like co
0: regulating with each other yeah Yeah. isn't
1: that strange like when you're with a a friend or for a long trip or something and you get on the same wavelength literally somehow yeah um so when we're creating and we're inspired it's it it is just like hand off to me hand off to you and cool things happen and yeah he's still doing like he's like a full-time artist right now he he has so many like art shows he makes holograms he does really cool stuff wow (laughs) Um, yeah yeah like he he exhibits his art in in between films um and like yeah i think that the art's been more actually more of the money making thing that sustains his art than the the movies because the movies are just kind of like more yeah they're just they're just more a little bit out there Mm -hmm. so they're not quite they're great like like they're not quite general audience but we have like our tiny cult following and people are like, Oh, I saw your film when it was on video. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are some of my, f- my favorite stories is like back when there were video stores and they're yes. like, cause we got distribution. They're like these independent distributors, but they got us like, they actually got us in stores, like scattered around the country. And someone would be like, someone made a display for your movie. Like the manager of the store. I'm like, "What?" like, I have to see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So,
1: I know. So like, um, I kind of miss physical media for that reason because yeah. now we're, now it's just like lost in the internet whereas before it's like you walk in a store and someone likes your film they made a little like cardboard thing or whatever like display and you're like oh that's cool
0: <laughs> yes and there's there is a certain aspect I find I mean I feel like that's why I have so many physical books and why I like to go to bookstores where I will call a yeah. from like online stores but like you know, I prefer when I'm selecting media to be surrounded by that media for that exact reason.
1: Mm. Is
0: that like, otherwise to me, it almost doesn't feel real yet. Like if I see a list of it or see like pictures of it online, my brain Mm. interprets it as just like very abstract information. Whereas like if I say like in a store, in a video store, in a bookstore, whatever it is, it's like all of a sudden I have more to attach to it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm intrigued by this.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Like surrounding your environment. I've never heard it said that way, but it's so true. Like, yeah. And I, I'm still a physical book reader too. Like I want to have, see my book on my night shelf, like by my bed and be like, that's my book. And I, I know what page to go to. Yes. <laughs> There's something like in my brain that has to have like turn to that page. Um, even yes. though I read a, certain things online, it's just, yeah, it, it is, it is that physical surrounding that kind of, kind of helps me in my environment.
0: Yeah, like I'll I'll put reference books like on my iPad, like things that like you know Mm. I might need to check out for information later or things like that. Where I'm like, okay, Mm. like you know I'm not that invested Mm. in what's going on. This is more for like if I need to look something up. Um,
1: Right, 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 right.
0: Because I found that even though like it's very strange, like my reading comprehension is fast on both. Now that I think about it, but my retention Mm. is very different for a paper book Mm. than for. Mm like I almost like I'm speeding through like on on when I'm reading on the iPad.
1: Yeah, I read faster I read faster that way as well, but I don't don't know if I'm really ingesting it the same way. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's cool. so interesting. Yeah, for like especially thinking about discovery of things and like like you were, as you were talking about film, I just got my first TV for the first time since 2008.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wow. Um
0: yeah. Because I That's realized, right? um i realized when i watch things i tend to watch them alone but yeah now i have a partner who i want to watch things with and so like instead of mm. my annual maybe i'll watch a movie now it's like oh it's nice to watch things together it's nice to listen to things together it's nice to look at things together without doing some sort of like let's all crowd around the laptop <laughs> yeah, <And> so... <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: no i get it too yeah i mean i yeah i didn't i didn't have like a tv tv till like i think like 2019 or something uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was always just like crowding around the laptop or whatever. <laughs>
0: yes. And I'm just like, but, so this is a fun game, but like maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it means that, like, now, you know, when I want to, like, I literally got it yesterday um so I speak of this as though I have so much experience it's like no it's like 20 I've had 24 hours of a television um <laughs> but I discovered <laughs> yeah yeah that the idea though yeah yes yeah. that I was like oh this will lead to you know purposefully engaging with a film I want to watch or things mm-hmm. like that and then purposefully having you know like you were talking about in a story like the communal aspect of someone taking part in the mm-hmm. art where yeah. you know it's almost like just on my own I don't really care that much to do that like but now mm. I'm almost like oh I wasn't even honoring this art form by not having something to really display it on like maybe now like mm. I'll appreciate more of this stuff and I'll be more apt to delve into film as opposed to being like uh, eh, I'll watch something later or I'll watch with my friends later or whatever um right 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 uh now you're making me miss okay. like video store culture like did you have like a <laughs> video store that was like your video store
1: yeah it funnily enough like the um I'm, i spent most of my time in san diego growing up and there was a video store that unfortunately it, only a few years ago i went out of business but it was called kensington video mm-hmm. and the 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 manager was like who's such a champion of my brother and i our films that he's put us on the shelf before we had any dis- distribution where he, he's basically like just um give me a just burn a dvd like i'll make a cover i'll put it on the shelf i'll rent it out and it, it would rent, like, not that often we would rent to people. I'm like, who are these people renting our movie? That's um,
0: amazing!
1: And then he connected us with our actual actually our first film distributor um, up in the LA area. So, that, maybe that's why I have even more of a sweet spot for, like, the actual video store uh, culture that, like, it, it just, there's only a, I know there's some video stores out there, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how he connected us with our, our first one. And um, we did like um, first like stateside theatrical screenings and all, and coast to coast a little bit as well. And of course, those were amazing. Like we would do like road trips and go to like do a screening in like San Diego or San Francisco. And then when I moved to New York, like we were in like the the Village for a week so we could get reviewed by like New York Times or whatever. Like Aww. there's certain things you have to do like to get certain reviews. Yeah. but it was so cool to like have those screenings. Um, and connect with people like even the people who who bought a ticket who didn't even know anything about it they're just yeah. like okay oh, hey, i want to check it out <laughs> so that was fun like yeah. you
0: said that you know that connection aspect like you were talking about when you performed for that hour that you were like oh this yeah, i would yeah, like yeah. more of this, this. Is amazing <laughs> yes 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 yeah. um. and the
1: collaboration was like just to talk to the singers and like uh, yeah it kind of made me wish i don't know like i took the the path i did and um, that's fine but i but more of a collaborative thing like musical theater i'm like why didn't i do musical theater like why didn't i like i I love that interaction Mm. with like the singers and the players you know and it's not like that can't happen now right um but you know filmmaking is a very solitary thing when you're doing like yeah like sound design music it's all in a room yeah and maybe maybe a day or two like on a on a sound stage or whatever uh but a lot of it's just you and your your mind you like locked into your own thing yes and, and that's fine but it's just a little isolating <laughs> so, yes so yeah. yes yes
0: yeah. especially I don't know if you had this experience but I tend to be more of kind of like the studio rat myself but even mm. during like the isolation I was just like wow I feel like my introvert battery is glowing at this point right, like <laughs> right. yeah <no>. so true <laughs> <gasps> i'm like I, I like inside but maybe this was too much inside i'm glad we are very yeah. safe inside but also wow <laughs> so much inside
1: <laughs> i'm like i i think my skin it helped my skin to not be in the sun all the time but <laughs> now, now <I'm>, that's it. <laughs>
0: <gasps> oh my god when well, you touched on something that i was talking to a friend about earlier where you said like you know like not to diminish the tragedy of what's happened Um, Mm. And what we were talking about is she's a, she's a doctor and Mm. we were talking about how she and I have noticed that it seems like this experience has either made people like double down on kind of like learning and growing and connecting and like all of that. Or like, as I put Mm. it, I was like, or it's made people double down on just being kind of like trash where they're just like, well, everything's (laughs) meaningless. So guess I'll just be a trash fire.
1: (laughs) 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 I know. And it's it, like, I know it I, I know it hit people different ways, like different types of personalities as well, you know. Cause I know like the like a lot of introverted people are like, This is what I do anyway. And like the you know, like the, I don't mind, like to a certain extent, like if yes. I to gen, to generalize it, but but then the extroverts were like, Oh no, like I I please like help get me out. But um but yeah, like like mindset wise, like going forward, it is it is easy for like if I just were to read the news and like just kind of feel despondent about everything, it yeah. is easy as like an artist, you know, in like everyone is sensitive in their own way, but like someone who's like maybe just more like so feels everything, it can really get overwhelming. And yes, yeah, like I, when I'm in that creative process, I have to try to be really disciplined, not to, not to be too aware of what's going I mean like aware enough, but not, like feed into it yes because sometimes like like right now when i'm not doing a project i feed too much into it i'm like why do i need to know all this like all the time you know it's not helping my mental health no yeah so so yeah um i think you're right there are like two ways that people like are perceiving what's going on and hopefully people can find hope you know um
0: yeah.
1: and not not going to that dark place that we all you know are tempted to sometimes
0: i was gonna say yeah. i was just like the lyrics that pull you into the abyss no um but oh, it's yeah. like <laughs> right. Right. but yeah you said something important though which is like you know intake of information where it's like it is very important to be informed about what's happening in our world but i do feel that there's there is a time and a place to take in information and a mm. method with which to take in information. So that way you can make use of the information instead of just like completely yeah. nerfing yourself.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like... like not letting it all just fall on you. Like if, if have to have a purpose for, yeah, for, yeah. for in- intake. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, yeah. Cause there's, there's plenty of things always happening. Uh, yeah. That are important. Uh, but like if, it's like my wife says, like if I'm not gonna do something about it, like I'm, you know, like I'm not gonna just let it like, fall you right know, on me, yeah,
0: right, so. yeah, where it's like. You know, it's the balance of knowing enough to be informed, but not knowing so much or taking on the weight of that knowledge that you can't like move mm. forward with what you're doing. Because I'm like, all mm. the ideas you're talking about, I was like, OK, so I want to see that one come to fruition and I want to work on that one. And I want to like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how can I assist with making like the sound design character real? I'm like, this is intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> already making <laughs> tiny plotting hands, I noticed. I'm just like, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: Thankfully I'm like I'm so busy right now, like with uh with my kids that like it's a really good ment like positive thing mm-hmm. for me because I don't have the time to like revel in that sort of like malaise, you know, or like right. existential fears. I'm like, okay, and I need to change a diaper, you know, like yep. There's I'm like i'm responsible for these tiny people yes <laughs> and hof- yes. hopefully can can be a good example Aww. and yeah i want to be a good example like i want to be a good parent yes um so so that helps a little bit where i'm like okay i need to focus <laughs> yes oh <laughs> um, well i think you're on the right yeah. path oh thanks <laughs> it's, hard. It's, it's hard every day is long but i'm getting there <laughs> we're getting there oh i was like (laughs)
0: speaking of which i really appreciate all of your time and i'm like i should probably let you rest because you're several hours ahead of me
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh no that's yeah that's yeah i mean it's amazing the time flies
0: Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the Podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode.
1: Oh uh-huh.